In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners. Jeff Zimfer, host of the Mortgage Market Radio Podcast. Glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in with my best radio voice. Okay, uh, so really excited to bring on my special guest in just a moment. But before I do, another reminder for those of you who haven't yet joined the private Facebook group, we got some good stuff going down in there. I'm talking live streams, ask me anythings, subject matter experts coming in. That's right, I'm trying to cajole, tease, convince you to go to Facebook and if you haven't yet joined the podcast group, you type into Facebook Mortgage Marketing Radio, and that's where you can find more good content, more of what I'm doing, should you be so inclined to want to listen and get access to that. And do it soon, because through the rest of December, I'm going to be doing some cool stuff, and I'd love to have you participate. All right, so um, my special guest this episode, who I believe is if not the only one of less than five people out of over 220 interviews that is back for a third time on the podcast. Wow! That's right. <laughs> Everybody who's back for a third time gets the James Brown shout out. Hopefully that didn't startle you too much. You never know if your volume's up loud in your earbuds or whatever. But anyway, I'm thrilled to bring her back. Who am I talking about? None other than the lovely and talented and pleasant Sue Woodard. Yes. <laughs> Sue is a mortgage and fintech evangelist, a, a public speaker. She's a senior advisor at Stratmore Group. She's had a stellar career as a successful mortgage originator, uh, as a president and CEO for Vantage Production, the chief customer officer for Total Expert, and just as a wealth of knowledge and insight and always have good conversations with her. And I presented a idea to her recently, which was, what would you do if you had to start all over again, knowing what you know now? And of course, Sue being who she is, decided to take that on, loves the challenge, and that's today what we got together was to have her share what she would do differently. How would she approach being in this business? How would she approach life personally and professionally if she had to start all over again today, knowing what she knows now? So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I know I did. I took notes. I've got some nuggets here. And I think what I love about this is there's not only business application from what she shares, but there's also the personal side of things as well. And as she says at the end, the business we're in, it's a personal business. 
right? We're dealing with people personally, real estate agents, and of course our clients on a very personal level as well. And there's a lot that goes on throughout the course of a day, a week, or a career in this business that Sue's advice, I think, uh, will prove to be valuable to you. So with that said, let's get into our special guest, Sue Woodard. Let's get right into the show. Sue Woodard, welcome back to the show. <laughs> it's great to be back. Yes. I was thinking about this ahead of time, and I don't know, there might be one other, but you are definitely one of a very, very short list who is back the third time. Wow. This is our third time. Amazing. Well, I feel very honored. So so thank you. This is yeah. one of my favorite podcasts, and so I really appreciate the opportunity to be back again. I love having you on because, first of all, who you are as a person, right? Um, and second of all, because your perspective. You know, you've been in this industry a long time, right? And what are you saying? You saying I'm old? <laughs> you've got quite a perspective. You are obviously a very successful producer, you know, and now you, you know, you moved into different phases in your career and now you're with Stratmore. So you've got, I assume, some access and exposure to executive conversations. Yeah. Like you've always had. But so first of all, thank you. I'm a fanboy, if you can't tell. Um, and then secondly, let's let's get into the premise of what we wanted to bring to our listeners here today, which I threw this at you, you were willing to take it on. And I thought, okay, let's take Sue's years of experience because you were originating when I was, I started in 2003. Yeah. What year did you start originating? 1995. Yeah. I started in financial services in 1990, which is now 31 years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually uh, started originating in 95. Yeah. And you did very well. Uh, you know, you can throw out numbers if you want. I'm sure you know, everybody knows your name by now, but you're obviously very successful. Um, and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about if you had to start all over again, like t the knowledge you have now, and that's of course the advantage you have, right? If I had to start all over again today, what would you do? And some of that might be different. Some of it might be the same, but that's where we're starting. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I loved this. I love this topic because there's all kinds of things that, uh, you know, and I think we can all look back at our lives and just go like, you know, I will say I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. However, there are things that it's like, oh man, if I only would have started doing that, you know, sooner, oh, what a huge difference it could yep. make in my career or just even, you know, just again, approaching certain things differently. So I do have a few things that, uh, you see my kitty cat up there? Stressful. <laughs> she walks the plank up there. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a few things that I think, you know, if I yes. knew then what I know now. Okay, um, cool. And so that's what, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dig into this. And I would tell you the very first thing that came to mind for me on this topic was to choose taking action over waiting for perfection. Um, and a great example of that, I would say is building up my database, right? Building up my database, building up my customer journey is another part of it for how I was going to communicate to that database. I literally remember Jeff, and it's so crazy when I think about it now, I used to do a pre-approval and I would tuck it away in my drawer. And if they would call back, I'd go into my drawer and I'd pull it out. And I remember there one year I was like, well, that drawer is getting full. You know, I should go through there. And I realized all kinds of these people hadn't called me back. And I thought, again, blinding flash of the obvious, but like part of the reason I wasn't, wasn't getting in touch with them is that yeah, I was thinking I've got to come up with like the perfect way to do my database. I've got to pick the perfect, you know, tool to do. I've got to pick the perfect, you know, machine to try to like, you know, I mean, back in those days, you know, we had ACT. That was about as like cool as the technology got. Um, but I should have chosen action over perfection, 
right? I was trying to, to wait until I had these, you know, kind of systems perfected and all the right perfect things to do. And I would do that with sometimes realtor presentations and, you know, and it's like, I remember uh, uh, somebody that I used to work for, uh, Carla Lundy, she's a guild mortgage. Now I was, I was, she used to be my boss at Countrywide Home Loans and I was uh, getting ready to do a realtor presentation. And I remember I was just like grinding on, oh, this, that, you know, and I didn't want to put it out there. And she said, you know, you're so funny. Do you, do you really think people think about you like all that terribly much? Like, just do it, just get it done, get it out there. And just kind of getting over the hump with taking the action rather than waiting for it to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect because we're imperfect creatures, right? Um, so for me, I wish I would have earlier in my career taken more action instead of, you know, waiting to try to make something perfect. Okay, I love that. And, and if it's okay with you, I also want to ask the, the, the other side of the coin on that, which is, and I don't necessarily want to hang out in like regret, like you said, you don't have any regrets, but what yeah. you missed out on by not doing that earlier? Yeah, I would say business and relationships, because I, I literally, um, like I said, I, I know I missed out on business. Um, I, again, I remember a, a lady calling me, um, telling me that, you know, this wild story about how she tracked my phone number down. And I realized there's probably a hundred people for this one that tracked my phone number down that I wasn't staying in contact with. Or I remember my, my nail girl, where I feel like over the years, I spent thousands of dollars with her. She's telling me about this fantastic place that, you know, she and she and her husband had just bought and, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm thinking like, why wouldn't you have used me? But like, I, I never asked, I never made it clear. I never put her in my database. I never made it clear that this is how we work is on referrals. I'd love to help you with this. So I just think I missed out on, I missed out on a lot of business, I would say, you know, probably other things too. Um, but I just think I missed opportunities waiting for perfection. Yeah, no, that's a good lesson. I'm, I think that's a smart one for number one. And it's funny, I'm sure you hear it. I still hear it today, you know, uh, with realtors as well. You know, they come to me and they're like, so I'm like, what, do you have a database? And you'll hear all the answers I know you've heard. Uh, well, I have Excel or I've got. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Video marketing. That's another one too. If you're not doing video, video you're missing marketing. out and people don't do video because they're like, well, you know, I don't want to say it's not perfect. All, all I've got is my phone. Your phone is like a thousand dollar camera, like right. pick it up and use it and just yeah. ship it. <laughs> so just okay, so database was number one, right? Clearly yeah. missed out on business and also missed out on easier business. Right? Yes. Because, you know, it's yes. much harder to convince a new person than to convert the people. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Was, was number two video marketing or is that just piling on? Database? That's just kind of with this one concept of action over perfection. I mean, that's just, you know, there's a lot of things that come under that action. with um, things I missed out on, not, you know, probably doing as well as I could have by not just taking action and waiting for things to be perfect. So if I knew then what I know now, I'd take more action rather than waiting for perfection. Got it. Action over perfection. That's the big takeaway there. Okay. Yes. I love that. What else do you have for us? Well, number two, I would say um, learning how to say no and choosing very a little more wisely where I'm putting my time and energy. Um, Warren Buffett actually says that the biggest difference between successful people and really successful people, as he said, the really successful people say no to almost everything. Hmm. Think about that. And there was actually something I read just, gosh, just this week, it was like the, the 525 list where he said, you know, it was long story, but he basically, you know, said, if you make a list of the 25 things you want to accomplish over the next couple of years mm -hmm. and pick the top five, 
and you don't take the the 20 and say, but I'll make time for those. You literally, those turn into your do not do these things, avoid these things at all costs, these other 20, because if you're trying to do 25 things, you're never going to really get to the five that are most important. And so it's learning to say no Mm -hmm. um, to all kinds of things so that you're saying yes to the right things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, you know, I can just say in my career, you know, I certainly look back and, um, and I'm a big believer in, in saying yes. Like, I don't know. Do you remember that movie? Yes, man. Where he was, you know, there was Jim Carrey and he was like saying yes to everything. And he got into all these, you know, crazy things. So I'm a big one to, yes, I want to, you know, I'd rather try something. Um, but I did learn over my career. I, you know, I just, I, I got to points in my career where I had really exhausted myself, mm-hmm. um, been not very healthy, you know, physically, because I was just running so hard, maybe not been, you know, as attentive with my, you know, my daughter or my family. And I just, I kind of look back and say, you know, there's, there's, there are some places where I should have, you know, pulled up and made some different choices and learned what to say no to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think we all can relate to that. And then some people or relationships to also, I'm sure that's part of what you're thinking, but just to clarify for people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you think about um, like, I'm sure you've done this, but you've, have you ever fired a realtor? Yes. It's yeah. It can be daunting. Yes. Daunting, but it's whether it's, you know, I mean, I remember firing a realtor who was, it, it was so funny. Again, it was one of those times I remembered um, thinking this particular realtor who shall go unnamed. Um, I thought, well, we must be doing tons of business with this realtor because I spend tons of time with her and all these pre-approvals. But again, when I kind of pulled up and said, how many deals am I actually closing for this realtor? And there was like two over the previous you know year. And I'd spent lots of time and I realized this was a relationship that I needed that I needed to cut off because there was a lot of time being expended, but it, it really wasn't, it was, you know, not a fruitful relationship ROI-wise for me. That's and so, cool. yes, there's times that you do need to say no um, to people, to relationships. Um, so that again, behind, behind every no, there's a better yes. And so you want to say no to certain things so that you can say yes to the right things. Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, we put up with certain things or attributes from people and in this contact real estate, real estate agents, because we, oh, we'll get business, whatever. Um, and then people put those on, on, unfounded demands on us Yeah, you know, of like, oh, respond in 30 minutes or whatever yes. all that stuff. And reminds me of one of my favorite sayings, which is go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Yes. And it's like, oh, I love when that. I, when, I, when somebody brought that to me, I was just like, what? Yeah, man. It's like you have worth, you have value. And yeah. are, like you said, there's somebody right behind that person who's going to love you and who's going to love to right. work on your terms. So that's right. Say no. Say no. Yes. All right. Are we moving on? Number three? We're moving on. Yeah. yeah. Um, the third one is, I think, um, choosing to speak up and learning to find my voice. I think there are lots of times in my career um, that I was told, you know, Oh, Sue, you don't know how things are. You know, this is not how things work. And I, I think, um, you know, and I think I I don't want to say it's because of, you know, being, you know, maybe at the time young or a woman or blonde or, you know, what have you. Um, But I do think that I have, and there's times I have regretted speaking up, but more often I would say professionally, I can look back and say, I've regretted not speaking up when I knew inside that something was wrong. Right. And I accepted somebody telling me like, oh, you just you don't know. So I, I do think that there is something in one of the things that I, I do think women in particular uh, will do is they'll um, 
they'll kind of apologize. They'll say, Hey, I'm sorry, but could I just say something? It's yeah. like, yeah. you not only just apologize, but you did just say something, you know, it's like, don't, don't do that. Just, you know, the, the world needs to hear your voice. I mean, be thoughtful. I, I absolutely believe yes. The two ears, one mouth do more listening than you do speaking, mm-hmm. but the, the world needs more people to, to speak up. And, and I think sometimes you need to speak up because how many times have you found? I'm sure you say something there's 10 other people that were thinking the same things that tell you later, Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because nobody was saying it, mm-hmm. you know, just so find your courage because I, I think sometimes you need to speak up because there might be somebody else that doesn't have the courage to speak up and needs you to. And so just, just finding your voice and not accepting, um, you don't know how things are. You don't know how things work. Ask the question, speak up. Yeah. That's really unfortunate that that happened to you happens to others. Um, my, I can, I'm thinking of so many stories in my head. My wife, she works for a company um, where the CEO has, is very cognizant and hires a lot of women and yeah. hires women, strong women. Like his CIO is a woman. Yeah. And uh, so he empowers that. And, and she has faced a lot of that in working in, in the industry. She's in high tech. Um, a lot of that in, this, in, in the executives, other companies come in and they're like, are you the one who's going to be, you know, like that? Yeah. Whole thing? Like, where's the guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I am the, the guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Guy. Exactly. And it's not, I will say, you know, I mean, honestly, there's, um, heard somebody say recently um, that, you know, there's the saying that, you know, behind every great man is a great right. woman, but I think behind every great woman is often a great man. I mean, I will tell you, cause none of this is about like, Oh, it's, you know, I'm not into the, Oh, it's so hard to be a female. Um, I have had so many amazing men in my career who have helped me, who have given me a hand up and who have, you know, opened doors and, you know, given me, you know, support and criticism and feedback. And so it's more something about, you know, for whatever the reasons, you know, whoever you are, you know, don't be afraid to speak up and, and, you know, really use, um, use your voice and ask the questions because again, like, you know, the, the world needs you. And so again, when I look back, I look back and I just say, man, there's times that I knew it. I knew something was wrong. And I, I allowed myself to be talked out of it and I should have spoken up. Yeah. That's also trusting your gut. Yes. Um, all right. Love that. Number three, number four, <laughs> number four is, um, I think you can't always choose your circumstances or your challenges, but you can always choose your reactions and your interpretations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I can look back and say, there's lots of times in my careers that, you know, that something would happen and I would interpret it in a, you know, in a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes it's true, right. You know, you'll have adversity. There's a lot of challenges out there. Um, but I remember making a very pointed shift in my career where I was going to decide that, when adversity would strike or when somebody else was behaving in a, in a way that was really tough, be it a customer, be it a referral partner, maybe sometimes it's just even somebody cutting off in traffic or being rude to you. You know, I, I choose now to really think about like, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. You know, when you have somebody that's horribly rude, you think, man, you know, mm-hmm. for all I know, they've, they've got something horrible going on in their life. I don't know what path that they're walking down. So I'm going to choose, you know, to, to think the best of them. And, and honestly, Jeff, there's times when I get really bad service that, and, and I remember telling my daughter this, when you get bad service, be thankful, be thankful because the bar is so low out there for what service is. And, and right now it's really bad. It's 
really bad, right? The bar is so low that when you're willing to just be, you know, be a little bit better, you know, have better communication, care a little bit more about, you know, what your what your customer, your referral partners are going through. Oh man, you know, you win. So I'm almost thankful when I get bad service because I think, man, this is just making it easier, <laughs> you know, for other people who care to be successful. Um, so I think it's just, it's again, kind of making that shift. I think I did probably, you know, early on, you know, had some adversity, people making judgments about me and, and kind of took it more as, you know, I think a lot more personally. And now I kind of look at it and say, man, I don't know what's going on in their life. And if somebody doesn't like me and, you know, there's people that don't, but I think, Hey, they just don't know me. <laughs> you know, So um, choosing to make that shift and, and just maintain that, that mindset of, of positive, assume positive intent. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wrote down as a short version of that is it's not what happens. It's what you do or it's how you respond. You can yeah. Circumstances. And also, as I'm hearing you describe this, don't you think that's also a bit of, um, you know, as we mature, as we get older, right. That kind of, um, we, we, yeah. get, we get, to, we get to understand a little bit more, right. And, it's, yep. and it's, we're not, we're not hopefully as much self-focused. Right. Sense, right. And so we understand the bigger picture, like you said, of, you don't know what that person's going through. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So awesome. It's about how you respond. It's not what happens. Think about all the situations people you face every single day from fires, loans blowing up, people, realtors yelling at you, borrowers saying no. Yes. You know, I heard a guy who's very successful once say it, it, you know, he really got to the point where it wasn't that something got him down or pushed him down or made him sad or depressed. It was how long he hung out there. Yeah. And that was for him, the benchmark, like he described a particular situation that was, you know, quite devastating. And he was like, I knew I had arrived at this place of self mastery, if you will, um, yep. when literally he was over that thing, like in 30 minutes. Yeah. Know, and just like, well, yeah, and yeah. you know, it's interesting, like you can't, you can't help sometimes how you feel. Right. I mean, it's right. like, you know, people will say like, well, stop being sad, you know, or stop right. being angry. It's like, well, it's like telling, you know, diabetic you know, stop doing that weird blood, blood sugar thing. You know I mean? It's like, sometimes you can't help what your feelings are, but you can always help, you know, how you choose to act or react or, you know, not to act <laughs> or react, right. You've always got a choice in, in what you're going to do or say in response to something. That's funny. I mean, I don't know how old your daughter is, but I've got a 19 year old. 24 now is 24. mine. All right. So you're, yeah. All right. Dif different phase of maturity. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Right. I mean, uh, I had a situation the other day with my 19 year old who like threw a little temper tantrum, you know, and I'm just like, what are you six again? What is going yeah. on, man? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I hear you. So it's all about how you respond. I love that. Okay. We're coming to number five here. Here we are. Number five. What would you do? What would you change if you could start all over again? Go. You know, I, I will say this is one that I think I've been reasonably good at for most of my career, but I would probably do more of it earlier. And that's really choosing places to give back. Mm -hmm. um, and, and part of what I mean is to, you know, not just, you know, give and donate. And there's so many amazing, like cool nonprofits that are out there, but also to really invest time in other people. You know, it's like I said earlier, you know, a key thing is finding some great mentors who will give you a, you know, just give you a hand and give you that support and encouragement in your career. Mm -hmm. um, but then turn around and say, who is it that needs your help? Who can you give to? That is a great investment of your time because we all got to where we're at because somebody 
somebody helped, somebody gave us a hand, somebody supported us, somebody encouraged us, somebody maybe was just, you know, at home taking care of things so we could go, you know, do what we're doing. Right. And I, I think sometimes people feel like, um, that they don't have necessarily, you know, anything. It's like, well, maybe you're newer in the business or you're not a big producer. It doesn't matter. You've gone through something that, that it makes you uniquely able to help provide information, advice, encouragement, something um, to someone else who really needs it. And so that's, it's just, it's powerful to give. And there's a, a good friend of, I, I think both of ours, Ginger Bell, and she talks about giving palm down, palm down. And what she means by that is a lot of times people give, they give to somebody else, but it's like, well, what are you going to give me back? Right. And she talks about giving palm down, meaning you just give and, and you're not looking for anything in return. Right. And, you know, there's probably somebody in your life right now who needs you to give. And I know you probably feel like, well, I don't have the time to give anything to anybody else, but you know what? Um, give anyways, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and that's something that again, over, over the years, I feel like I've done reasonably well at it, but I probably would have started earlier and been perhaps more intentional yeah, about so. it. There you go. Um, yeah. and, and just giving, like I said, giving, giving calm down. Love that. Giving palm down. I'm going to take copious notes here. Um, you said something real quick there is that you said you can give somebody your time and attention. And sometimes that's all somebody needs, right? Yes. Even if it's only a few minutes of yes. just, just to listen or be encouraging or yes, just be yes. present with somebody. You don't always have to be like figuring out the master plan or solving. That's right. You know, the world's problem. Yes, that is right. But just being, yes. And I think, you know what, honestly, the world is a crazy place right now. And there's a, a lot of, um, there's just a lot of, yes. you know, stress in the world. There's not a lot of trust in the world. There's a lot of, you know, friction in the world. And I think just being, um, yes, a source of listening to someone, encouraging someone, hearing someone, lifting somebody up, telling them they look great, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that is, but just being, um, being just thoughtful of where can you, we've all been given things. We've all been, you know, we've all received things and all been given things We're, you know, we're you and I both we're sitting where we're sitting right now because somebody gave to us and, and continues to right, supported us, helped us, you know, loved us, encouraged us. So where are you intentionally doing that for other people that need to hear specifically from, from you? Yeah. I, I love that. I, I did a solo podcast session a few weeks ago that was all about intentional living and versus having good intentions. Right. And there's a big difference. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I really like that. I'm going to have to go back. I, I don't think I got that episode. I'm going to have to listen to it. Yes. I mean, we all have good intentions, but are we being intentional, right? Which Absolutely. is the whole thing that goes with that, which is actually right following through, taking action. I love what you said. I'm going to sum this all up right here because uh, you actually just tied in what I think is so relevant too is like what's going on in the world right now, this tension and this energy and this place we're in, which I think we'll work our way through like historically we often have or always have, but not to sidebar on that. But the point is, I think the five things that you would have done looking back to if you were starting over today, I also think they tie into what you just said, how to live today in today's world, which is to recap taking uh, action, right? And of course you tied that into building your database, but taking it, we all have certain areas of our life we need to take action. So yes. number one, and, and whatever this comes up for you as you're listening, maybe it's taking action on a cause that you've been thinking about for some time and haven't pursued. Number two is learning to say no. I love that. There's so many things we could say no to today. Uh, a, a, you know, get off of social media, get off of Twitter, whatever that is, right? <laughs> 
Uh, number three is choosing to speak up and finding my voice. So important today. So important. Um, and some people need others to speak up for them too, right? On, on their behalf. Uh, number four, it's not what happens, it's what you do. It's how you respond. Critical, because there's so much triggering going on today and how we respond. And then number five, choosing to give back, be of service, selfless giving, palm down. I think that's a recipe for living a good life. Well, and it is. And you know what? Business, business is life. I mean, there's, there's, this is how we spend a lot of our time. If you're in the mortgage industry, you're spending a lot of time in your life doing your business. And I've, I will tell you that I've never been very good about, you know, um, I, I won't say I'm not good about separating, you know, business from life. I mean, I have a great, you know, great personal life and I've done all kinds of fun things, but this is a personal business is maybe what I mean. And so, um, you know, if you're in this business, it's a, people to people business, your heart is in this business. And yes, we all have things that we need to do. And it's going to look a little bit different for everybody that's you know listening to this. Um, I mean, there's so many things, whether it be your database, whether it be, you know, really reaching back out and, you know, part of speaking up is maybe not being afraid of speaking up and talking with referral partners that we need to reconnect with, right? I mean, there's any variety of things, tactics that we need to do, getting ourselves educated, bringing things of value out to, you know, the real estate agent partners, which I know you you have so much great stuff. I mean, you and I were talking right before we started, like just the, the time is so ripe to be able to bring out value to real estate agents. And this is like what you do and you do it so incredibly well. So again, hopefully everybody listening is, is part of your family and has checked your stuff out, but it's, it's just, there's never been a better time. We have been lost in refinance world and standing in the money machine. It's time to dig back into relationships. And so, yeah. so yes, I, I do think a lot of these things, these are kind of more like life and business things, but they, they really apply um, I think to both, whatever the tactics are that you need to execute, you know, hopefully these things will, um, will help, you know, as you think about that. I think they, they will help. And I think especially going into this time of the season, after just coming out of Thanksgiving, we're going to Christmas. So a lot of this is kind of up and more present for people, you know, in terms of where their emotions are at. And I think if any message I have is, you know, don't just listen to this, take a, whatever one or two or all five of these things and see where you can apply them in your life and your business. So Sue, as always, you nailed it. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I love hanging out with you. It's always fun having a conversation with you. And uh, hopefully we'll be crossing paths even face-to-face -face sometime in the next year. I really hope that's going to happen. This, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to some conferences for sure. Okay, so what I'm going to do is this, if you're okay with it, is I'm going to put a link to your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Show notes so people can connect with you on LinkedIn. How's that? I would love that. That'd be great. Yes. And feel free to send me a note. I love connecting. Uh, I do use LinkedIn as my platform of choice. Yes. And so, yeah, look me up on LinkedIn. I'd love to love to chat. And if there's anything I can do for any of you, um, just reach out. I mean, come on, you're giving like movie quotes out there and stuff like that. <laughs> what What's that movie again? <laughs> I can't remember it. What is it? Oh, my what gosh. Movie? Your favorite. <clears throat> Somebody from posted your favorite movie there. Favorite movie quote that Western. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the um, you know, oh, tell them all coming. Hell's coming with me. Tombstone. Yeah. Tombstone. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's real and raw in the moment. I'm just on LinkedIn, and look at you. Got to follow her on LinkedIn because you get Tombstone movie quotes. Who knows what you're gonna get? That's right. All right. So thanks again. And listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, you know what to do. Leave us a review. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.
Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.